With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to your week ahead with Mama Data Astrology live right here on the Inner Peace Lighthouse radio frequency. Welcome to the best time of your week ahead of time. All right, y'all. Peace. I say I'm in ride. I'm so happy and thankful to be back here live and in full effect right here on the My Astrology Coach um, radio network, now the Inner Peace Lighthouse radio frequency. Um, <clears throat> wow. I definitely want to remember, revere, honor our divine righteous ancestors for without whom we would not be here and Dear Brother Ampu, who is our fearless leader around these frequencies, and um, we are so happy and thankful for another opportunity to come back and share. Wow, y'all. Doesn't it, can you still feel the eclipse-ism, <laughs> the eclipse-ness <laughs> that is, um, was set up? between August 18th and this final Pisces full moon eclipse here on the um, 16th and the six months from this point that it is directly affecting and how um, the things that we wrapped up or are wrapping up at this time closing out the last eclipse cycle are still kind of showing their finality. I mean, you get a really strong sense of finality with some things as far as cycling through energy is not created or destroyed, so this energy isn't being destroyed, but it is transforming. It is changing forms, and so there is a death. There is a finality to the way things have been, the way things have been playing out for the last six months, the last three, four years, the last 19 years. You get a sense that You'll never pass this way again, that the door or the chapter is finally closing so that we may embark upon the newness of what is wanting to unfold and emerge in our lives. So it's been heavy, yes. It's been deep. Pluto just stationed, yes. It's been intense and extreme. Um, Even now, with Mercury still being in the retrograde shadow in Virgo, going over traversing these same degrees that it, you know, went through originally, then retrograded through, and now finally passing through on its way out. And there's even more of this sense of, along with this sense of things wrapping up and winding down and closing out, there's this sense of, okay, We've gotten this divine Mercury retrograde opportunity to review some things, reassess some things, even on our way out the door, closing out this cycle. Remember, for two out of these three eclipses that we had, Mercury was retrograde. 
So that energy has colored a lot of these endings and new beginnings, mostly the new beginnings, to where we're able to glean from the lessons of our past, glean from the lessons that we have learned in order to make this new cycle a more successful cycle. Mercury retrograde in Virgo, man, we were paying attention to the details. We were going over things with a fine-tooth comb, making sure we don't, you know, make these same mistakes again, that we actually learn these lessons very, in a very detailed and precise way, in a very organized way. And so we'll feel the shift here in the week ahead. We'll be discussing Mercury not only leaving the retrograde shadow on the 6th, but entering into a brand-new Libran territory there just a day after on the 7th, hence the title. Mercury's leaving the zone and joining the Libra party where Jupiter already is, where Virgo's already gone through now that Virgo's in Scorpio. <laughs> and um, where the sun has has um, gone through as well now that the sun is in Libra. So, yeah. And so here we are. We're discussing here in the week ahead, um, Sunday, October 2nd through Saturday, October 8th. But before we get there, let me just, um, right now, the moon's in Virgo. Please feel free to click on the link in the episode information for last week's episode, and you can just click to listen to that. And it will have in detail all this information. I'm just kind of recapping about where we are right now. Moon in Virgo right now is once again this energy that's activating where Mercury still is in its retrograde zone. And it once again is emotionally satisfying us. It's calling us, activating us towards emotional satisfaction as it pertains to Get just getting organized. Now, you have to consider we're on the heels of a new moon. We're on the cusp of a new moon here on the 30th. And what do we got here? Hold on one quick second. Make sure. Sorry, you guys. Let's see. Okay, yeah. Today's the 28th. I just want to be certain when I say stuff on air. I just like to be accurate. Um, but we're two days away from a new moon, and so we just had a balsamic moon. I'm pretty sure that was Monday, Tuesday-ish. And so now the moon is in this phase where it's resting. I know that some astrologers don't like to think of it as like this void time where you're, you know, you're not starting anything new right before the moon goes new. Of course, you're definitely your energy is towards that because you can't do anything uh, else for the pre for the cycle that's ending. It's ending, so yeah. If you can definitely be having thoughts and feelings toward this new energy that is upon us, certainly. But right now, it is more of a resting phase. It is more of a just. Uh, like a 12th house phase where you're meditating and you're, you know, you're being quiet and you're being still and you're just um, being patient. And so with the moon being in Virgo at the time of this phase of the moon right before a new moon, 
then I definitely just wanted to share a message to you guys today about um, not necessarily, I know that Virgo, the moon being in Virgo does imply work, okay? We're talking Virgo here, sixth house, work, health, being productive. But I want you guys to consider in the context of the moon phase that we're in right here before the new moon in Libra on the 30th that to turn it more inward. I would strongly um, advise you to turn it more inward towards self-improvement. You know, that's another sixth house kind of um, key word where you're um, improving your daily lifestyle, improving your lifestyle, and um, being practical be a very, very good way to satisfy yourself emotionally while the moon is in Virgo, but while we're in this particular um, phase of the moon as well, you kind of, like a good tarot reader or a good astrologer, you're not isolating transit. This is not just moon in Virgo right now. This is moon in Virgo in the same area space where Mercury just stationed direct. This is moon in Virgo in this same area space where Jupiter <laughs> just left and um, and the sun just left. And so um, you have to read it all together, okay? Um, Even by way of the energies that are squaring Virgo right now, like Saturn and Sag, you know? So that's, that's all things that you'll glean and learn in your study, hopefully, of yourself. Y'all know that I repeat that constantly. That's one of the main reasons I'm here is to encourage us all towards knowing ourselves and then, you know, astrologically is just one of the tools that you can use to utilize to do that. It's a spiritual tool. It's a metaphysical tool. It's a scientific and mathematical tool to hopefully know thyself within the context of the energies you came here with, i.e. natal chart, birth chart. You know what, it, it it was impressioned upon me earlier to offer something, um, and I'll just, and, and just, hey, I just said we're in this time of 12th house, this time of 12th house and respite and relaxation and meditation. It's very spiritual. It's very emotional. It's very intuitive. So I'm just going to go with the flow here and um, offer, I want to offer a free birth chart report. Mama Dada is special, okay? And I'm not advertising for it anywhere but right on this show. Number one, I want to appreciate the faithful listeners that I see y'all week in and week out. It's amazing to consider even one other person would consistently follow this show, let alone, you know, over the course of time, easily hundreds. So thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so happy and thankful, in fact, that if you decide to click on the link in the episode information that um, reads um, connect with one one click email access to Mama Dada, if you click on that link and email me and put special in the subject, the first one I receive, I will honor that request for a free birth chart report um, 
straight from Mama Dada Astrology, okay? So that would be, I just, it's a new season, y'all. It's a cardinal season. Sun and Libra, I've characterized it before because Libra is an air sign that it feels like a breath of fresh air. The seasons have turned, you know, summer's out of there. It's autumn now. The leaves are falling. The sun is shining. The weather is cooling down. And it's just, you know, eclipse season just wrapped up. I mean, so much change, so much transition all around and in us um, that I just wanted to clear, make way for some fresh energy, which is just an example of a really good thing to do around this time is to make way. There's so many new things that want to flood in, but we cannot access them if we are clinging to the past, clinging to the old. Just imagine a house, your house, full of stuff. And you complain, and you know, this is broken, and this is old, and all this stuff. But hey, you still got it sitting there. Bet you take that outdated stove out your house for long enough, and you're going to get the impetus to go ahead and replace it because you need a stove at a, at a certain point, depending on your particular um, lifestyle. And so that's just, that's just a really good thing to do. Um, when you give away something kind of like I am and, you know, you're you're not, um, you know, expecting any compensation for it, that puts it in a 12th house light as well because you're doing something selflessly. You don't expect anything in return. And so that, you know, kind of creates a void. I've been saying that as well. The universe abhors a vacuum. So guess what, y'all? If you create a vacuum, the universe is going to want to fill it. And if you're vibrating high enough, it's going to fill it with something high vibrational. (laughs) So... So that's just some, you know, energetic, spiritual, metaphysical assistance and help for y'all at a time like this. I like to be practical. I like to offer suggestions where people can actually just do something. So I'm here to tell you, here leading up into the new moon, do something selfless. Do something just because. Do something where nobody has to compensate you. Nobody has to even say thank you. Nobody even has to know you did it. Do it anonymously. Twelfth house is the house of doing something behind the scenes and hidden. Um, Unless the person, you know, expressly wants me to request that I do, you know, mention their name or who it was that won the free reading, the free um, birth chart report, you know, it's just between me and that person that now they have the amazing, wonderful gift of astrology, knowing themselves in their astrological representation in a document about 50 to 60 pages, depending on your particular chart. And I, and, and, and I know the magnitude and the weight of that. When I first started dip, dipping into my chart, didn't know what a chart was, <laughs> didn't thought anything pertaining to astrology was evil and demonic. So, you know, I even recall my first experiences looking at my chart. What does this mean that these planets were in these particular positions and houses when I was born? Who knew that my time of birth, that the very moment I made my debut on this planet, held such weight, held such significance, held such promise? Oh, I actually literally physically, scientifically and mathematically have a purpose, a destiny 
on this planet, in this incarnation, at this particular time that I'm even coming across this information. So I just want to encourage y'all, like I said, in really practical ways. That's the moon. That's, I'm emotionally satisfied to do that right now because the moon's in Virgo, and it's definitely just you're, we're in our zone right now. Like even the 12th house feel of the moon phase we're in right now, we're not doing any. We're not putting any new initiatives forward right now. Not not really. Not physically. We may be mentally, we may be, um, Virgo is ruled by Mercury. So uh, this is another area being kind of triggered by this mercurial energy that is yet kind of starting to pick speed back up slowly but surely. And here in the week ahead, we see it just take on off as it um, leaves the zone here on the 6th. So definitely some powerful things to do right now um, while the moon is in Virgo. Um, anything towards your health and your lifestyle, especially mentally. Come on, Virgo's ruled by Mercury. Like it, mat- your your mental health matters. <laughs> it just does. It just does matter what you think about yourself. It just does matter what you think about other people, whether you actually verbalize it to them or not. It actually does matter what compartments, you know, you organize people into in your mind. And so I encourage you during this time to just take a load off mentally, really, that mix of 6th house with Virgo and 12th house with this phase of the moon we're in. Let your work, you know, be practical, but let it serve a spirit. It all is spiritual. So keep something spiritual in mind. Keep something meditative and relaxing and releasing and surrendering and accepting and forgiving in mind as you are practically allowing your thoughts to fall in line and organize and align more with spirit. Can't go wrong doing that. Can't go wrong aligning Virgos and Earth signs. Can't go wrong aligning with nature. The seasons that are changing, the seasons are changing. You, we, we need to change along with the seasons. We don't need to go against the flow of nature unless we want to find out what happens when we do. Something actually beneficial towards your lifestyle, your health, your daily routine would be absolutely wonderful to consider during this time. But even fasting, Virgo has an energy that is kind of associated with purging and decluttering because it wants to be so organized and it's so painstakingly detailed in that those efforts um, that, you know, clean, detoxing yourself or your space right now is, you know, beneficial. It could be, that's why I say that's something practical, but it can have spiritual implications. You've heard it said that cleanliness is next to godliness, right? It could benefit you in countless ways to consider clearing the clutter, clearing space out, You want to, I heard this before, you want a husband, right? (laughs) You got a full-size bed, you want a husband. But since you don't have a husband, the side of the bed you don't sleep on is filled with books and papers and whatever else, clothes, just stacked up. 
energetically the universe hears that you don't expect nobody to sleep on that side of the bed, and that's why you just use it for storage. This is the energy where clearing out that space, cleaning off that side of the bed could energetically open you up to receive some things, even if it's just me. You clean off that side of the bed and meet somebody the next day. They don't necessarily have to be the love of your life, but you see the energetic response that the universe made to you, the impetus you gave to, you know what, I'm going to take the initiative and get organized, declutter, I'm going to fast, I'm going to do a detox, I'm going to detox my muscles by stretching them, I'm going to jog or walk, I'm going to do something selfless, I'm going to volunteer, I'm going to learn to take constructive criticism, I'm going to learn not to manifest Virgo on the low side, I'm not, so as opposed to uh, stressing out, come on, that's a low Virgo manifestation. As opposed to, you know, criticizing for criticism's sake, you can't find nothing good. Start out with something good. <laughs> if you, they used to teach this uh, in corporate America. You know, if you're going to, you know, if you're a manager or something, you have to talk to somebody about something, start out with something positive that they do. Acknowledge something good first before you give it to them, you know, the constructive criticism to them. So that definitely you can encourage someone um, to keep trying, even though there's something clearly that needs to be corrected. Virgo energy is like an editing. This would be a good energy if you need to edit or review or revise or put some finishing touches on something because that Virgo energy is going to emotionally satisfy you to pick out the errors and the mistakes, okay? So solving problems, making order out of confusion, helping others, taking care of your health. If something is nagging you, stressing you, Virgo, low vibrational, raise that vibration by tending to it practically. I can just infuse this into my daily routine and fix it. Virgo wants to fix things. All right, I don't want to stick on that. We're not even in the week ahead yet. Um, Here tomorrow, early rising, 5.05 a.m. Central, the moon does go void in Virgo, okay? And then Friday, uh, that can't be right. Hold on, 29th, okay. Thursday, yes. So that that's Thursday early rising. Then Friday early rising, 2.52 a.m. Central, the moon enters Libra where we're having this new moon later that night at 7.11 p.m., okay? And so, you know, we're, we're getting real intimately acquainted with this Libra energy now that the sun's there, now that, that Jupiter is there. Uh, we're getting intimately acquainted with what it means to negotiate, compromise, what it means to experience peace and tranquility, even if it's just within ourselves, with us and our shadow selves, that we're balancing that relationship out first and foremost. The open enemy of ourselves sometimes before we even get to the other. I know Libra is the sign of the other, but if you can't tell already, the other only shows up as a reflection of us. Good, bad, or ugly. Maybe a lot of times 
the parts of us we don't want to acknowledge. But if we've attracted something or someone, it's because there's a resonation, a vibration of resonance between us and that thing. And so like I, when I'm consulting with my mama's babies, um, you know, I, whenever their seventh house issues come up, I generally end up pointing them back to self, just on the same end, opposite end of the spectrum, but on the same vibration of others is self. And in that, you can begin to regain some control and some balance in a situation because you don't have to make another, especially now that Pluto's stationed direct again, and we're all reclaiming our power and standing in our power again. Those who are going to max out on this Libra energy while Jupiter there is expanding and, and you know, being the great benefic and guru and teacher and that it is, it is benefiting us to figure this Libra energy out. I said it shows a go when I said everybody is not. I was talking about Jupiter entering Libra, and I was saying that everybody is not going to. <laughs> you think that while Jupiter's in Libra, everybody's just going to magically get along? Some people are so anti-Libran energy, they can't be more anti-Libran energy, which gives them more the margin and Aries influence of just, you're so aggressive and angry and wanting to go to war with everybody that you, that, that's just the very opposite of the energy that you feel comfortable, you know, selfish, vibrating in. So for those who aren't so resistant to Libran energy, um, you know, bouncing ideas off another person, any kind of one-to-one scenarios, um, consulting, um, just relating, partnering up one-to-one. These are very ideal situations to be in right now, um, especially if it's with someone, you know, comparable to you. You can partner up with anybody. It doesn't make it a good <laughs> a good situation. So, and and with Libra being ruled by Venus, bringing the ease, bringing the comfort, bringing the sensuality, bringing the um, you know, just feelings of of um, engendering feelings of 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 compromise and tact and diplomacy, like. This is a hint towards the energy of Libra on the highest vibrations to look for when you're looking to partner up with somebody, okay? I don't care if it's in business. I don't care if it's personal. Um, You know, Libra energy is even just the moon being there this Friday early rising. When when you wake up on Friday, you're going to sense it all the more, the, the emotional satisfaction when you're entertaining. You know, it, social, the company of others, the, the, the emotional satisfaction of being relaxed and enjoying yourself, being together. Libra energy wants to be with somebody else, others, the, the house of other, in order to be satisfied. Um, and like I said, before you can get to the other, especially if you're attracting others you don't necessarily like or want to attract, before you, it is going to be in Libra. Jupiter is going to be in Libra until October of 2017. Why wouldn't you, I would hope that while the moon is there, 
here Friday. Moon will be in Libra pretty much all all weekend, definitely, all weekend, okay? So why wouldn't you let this be the weekend, especially if you don't like the others that you have been attracting, uh, to charge this area of space where Jupiter is going to be? When, when the moon transits a particular area of space like Libra, that's when you can really get your emotions behind it, okay, and activate and charge an area of space for future reference, for future use, for future, you know, spiritual work, what, however you want to look at it. I would take this weekend and I would make it the most beautiful, the most sensual, the most harmonizing, the most um, fair and balanced, okay? Libra is about that balance and about that justice. So you have to consider that too. If you have a history and a past and a record and a reputation of not getting along with others or attracting others that uh, that reflect parts of you that you that do need healing or balancing or harmonizing or comforting or ease, this is it. This is that area of space this weekend and how you're emotionally responding and charged to cause responses. You can be so charged emotionally in alignment with this Libra energy this weekend that you're creating the atmosphere. Come on, you do, you decide to entertain and you host an event, you know, at your home or where, wherever this weekend where feelings are engendered of peace and tranquility and harmony and mutual devotion and enjoying conversation, even if it is arguing. Look, Libra can be indecisive and see both sides of a situation. So even if it is arguing, Libra is an air sign. It, it is mentally satisfied to go back and forth, not in an argumentative way, but just enjoying the banter and enjoying the intellectual banter. Um, an idea may come. Come on, an idea may come this weekend that brings the balance you've been needing or wanting in a situation. It's a lot. This new moon is the real deal, baby, and it's setting the tone uh, really for the next couple of weeks for sure. Y'all know how it happens with the new moon and the full moon. Whatever's going on around now, come on, through the weekend, new moon season in Libra, on the short end of it within two weeks when we have that full moon on the 16th in Aries that we are able to see on the short-term manifestations of the energies we fostered here on this end of it, on the new moon end of it, okay? So that's why I'm getting out. I'm taking some time out. I know I haven't jumped in the week ahead yet. Uh, Interestingly enough, in the week ahead, we don't have any major lunations. We end this current week on the 30th with a major lunation, the new moon in Libra, and we end next week with a uh, another lunation, the first quarter moon after the new moon. But here in the week ahead, you won't hear me discuss any uh, moon phases for that reason. So I don't feel bad about taking a little bit of time to make sure that I don't that I we don't go a full week without discussing illumination, without you getting the most that you could glean from this new moon. So you can look two weeks from now, 
full moon and Aries time, you're going to be happy. You're going to be satisfied that you were able to consciously make a decision to infuse a particular area of space with the highest vibrational energies regarding that area of space. What's the highest vibrations of of Libra? That's what I've been going over with you. That way, in two weeks, you ain't worried about nothing. Libra and Aries do square each other. So it it could be challenging. It could be testing. But the test and the challenges only come to prove you. They only come to prove you. They only come to give you a foundation to build your square on. The only way the challenges and the tests, they, they, they come also for it to enable you to turn a corner. Just like this one we need to turn while we're closing out eclipse seasons and embarking on this new one. We need to turn a corner. We need to finally let go and close out old chapters and cycles. By the time the full moon comes in Aries, we're going we're gonna to be on full with the energy of starting something new. And that new thing, you know, we could see, see some of the first fruits manifest of that here within a couple of weeks. Uh, anything communication related is likely going to satisfy you, especially if it has a peaceful, tranquil, balancing energy to it. Yeah, go ahead and have that conversation this weekend if 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 you have the intentions and the other person expresses intentions of finding peace in the situation, even if it is an ending. It doesn't have to be crazy and erratic. It can be peaceful. You guys, you can both take each other into consideration when you step away. You can release each other to your highest good and not, you know, wish misery and pain on them in retaliation for what they may have done to you or put you through. Trust me, while the moon's in Libra, while Jupiter's in Libra for certain, Suns in Libra. Stuff's gonna Mercury's gonna be entering Libra. Stuff's gonna balance out. Don't you worry. Justice will be served. Don't you worry. With Jupiter there, trust me. Jupiter's bringing a certain sense of legality to the area of relationships, to the area of balancing things out. So you just focus on making sure you're in a position to receive all the beneficence that Jupiter is coming through here with and through October 2017. This is the energy to make amends in. This is the energy to compromise in. This is the energy to mediate. You go be the mediator this weekend. For sure, negotiate a fair deal. Come on. Take it easy. Beautify. Allow the Venusian influence of Libra to, to, to assist you in beautifying your home or space, all the things that concern you. Restoring balance in the family or within a friendship. Satisfying your mental uh, needs for mental stimulation will be beautiful. Even listening to Mama Dada Astrology episode or episodes, catch it up on some episodes this weekend. 
even more with the decluttering and balancing that out. You've been living like a pig in a pig style for a few months because you've been sad, depressed over relationships not being balanced, and now they're finally balancing out. Add that beautifying, harmonizing energy to your to your actual, you know, physical space as well. Um, writing. Okay. Um, interactions with others definitely should be pleasing and pleasant. Um, solving problems through diplomacy. We're able to put aside our own emotions. Libra is not a water sign. Libra is an air sign. It is not about our emotions right now. We can put those aside momentarily, head over heart right now, in order to achieve the peace. Logically, practically, what is it going to to take to achieve the peace? Forget the emotions for right now. This is not the energy to have direct confrontations. Like I said, you're coming to someone else in the motivation and intention of resolving something if you're coming to them at all. If you're not coming in that this weekend, don't do it. You do not want to charge up the area of space that here over the next year, Jupiter is blissing with an unnecessary argument or unnecessary confrontation that you just couldn't help yourself. That's the open enemy part. That's the shadow side of yourself sabotaging yourself. Bring the balance. If you're normally not in control of your mouth, this is an a air sign we're talking about here with Libra. If you're not normally in control of your mouth, bring that balance this weekend for certain and balance it out with controlling that tongue. If it's not going to bring peace, if it's not going to bring tranquility and harmony, and and if it's not going to be tactful or diplomatic, it can wait. It can wait. Um, Now, what you may notice also about this energy, like I said, Libra can be indecisive because it can see both sides. It's willing to compromise, so it can see both sides clearly. And so if you're in a position where you're feeling indecisive, once again, let the Libra energy guide you, okay? Um, If you're feeling peaceful and tranquil tranquil about not making a decision right now, roll with it. Um, Um. And if it's because you have a fear of losing someone else's approval, then that's something to consider as well, okay? Maybe that's highlighting this sh- a shadow part of you or, you know, this, this, this way that you are potentially your own open enemy <laughs> um, because you care what other people think too much. If you're going to be indecisive at a time like this, let it be because you see both sides of the situation, not because, well, I want to do this, but this person will be upset or they won't like me. If anything, because the energy is in Libra this weekend, it'll be less likely. Now, you're not going to go stoking any flames, but you're going to be Jupiter's in Libra. So truth is going to be favored. Tell the truth. Speak your truth. Express how you feel. Make sure you're not angry when you express it. Make sure you're utilizing your head over your heart when you express it. 
And it'll be, look, Venus is bringing the ease and the comfort. It may be a more comfortable, easier pill to swallow for somebody to hear the truth, the unemotional truth that you have to speak during this weekend. So don't let that trip you up worried about what somebody's going to think or say. You, you don't have any control over that. You make sure you're in balance and, and in balance with your higher self, with spirit with nature. Uh, think teamwork, think cooperation, think beauty, okay? All right, and I'm pretty certain that I gave you guys your new moon and Libra info. And if if I didn't, don't hesitate also to contact me. Thank you, thank you, thank you, not only to the listeners, but to those who reach out. Um, it just means so much to me that y'all reach out and say I'm listening or I really enjoyed your show. It really, I'm loving the insights. So that means so much to me. Don't hesitate to contact me if you want information about something like this new moon in Libra coming up here in a couple of days. I can, we can work it out, and I can help you understand where you where you are in the midst of it, and and you know what you can do. These the these transiting planets aren't happening to you. They're happening through you, as above, so below. All right, then Saturday, um, we got the new moon on Friday. Then Saturday, we've got the Venus-Neptune um, trine, okay? Um, and I will leave it at that. Venus-Neptune trine is the, a really good energy, and it should flow really beautifully with this new moon and Libra energy. Once again, Libra is Venus-ruled, and it is that very Venus that's trining Neptune, which is Venus's basically grandmother or higher octave, so to speak. Um, and they're in a beautiful, harmonious shine to each other here on Saturday. So like I said, this is the weekend if you need, to do, if you need the courage to have a difficult conversation, as long as your heart about it is right and that you're thinking logically and practically over emotionally. So Venus Chai Neptune is just a beautiful energy for daydreaming and relaxation and fantasizing and being creative and doing creative things like singing and just anything beautiful. This is Venus, the planet of beauty, and it's very higher octave of unconditional love and acceptance and forgiveness. So um, compassion, um, desire, volunteering, desiring to be of service to others, charitable organizations, political activism, um, increased tenderness, and then it, as it would pertain to something like sex um, versus like a steamy, hot, sexual, overly passionate energy, this energy of Venus Tri-Neptune is more just about, you know, soft kisses, tender touches, soul connections, spirit level connections, tantric um, sex. And then with the Neptunian influence, of course, that governs like movies and things like that. So watching movies, you may enjoy watching a movie this weekend or um, uh, visiting those sick and shut-in friends or family. That would be something so beautiful. Um, and then anything, because Neptune's going to dissolve that physical energy. So you may not, this may not be a weekend of you just physically overexerting yourself. Um, but something relaxing, amusing, beautiful, entertaining is definitely going to tickle your fancy. If 
you are someone who has Venus trine Neptune in your natal chart, uh, then you can see how this would influence somebody in their life. Um, this person would probably have, have very a lot of creative expression, um, and then their relationships also would be impacted by this. Um, their inner nature would be genuinely compassionate and friendly if you just ever met someone that just like, wow. Um, and then serenity and tranquility and peace are ideal for them. That's how they like to operate and live out of. And and these people wish that everything in their world would be as beautiful and in line with their spiritual ideas. Some people that famous people that you would um, recognize that were born with Venus trine Neptune in their charts are Abraham Lincoln, shout out to Brother Ampu, and Hip Hop Astrology TV. Um, he's, you know, talked about Abraham Lincoln before there. Miles Davis, Steph Curry, <laughs> um, Gladys Knight, Debbie Allen, okay, some people born with that in their chart. So that's, that takes you through the weekend, here in the week ahead. We're jumping in right now. Thank you guys for um, bearing with me as I just kind of recap some things that I felt were important enough to just go over again. I do see y'all listening week in and week out, and I just think it's important important to put emphasis where emphasis is due. And this new moon is in Libra, the very first one post-eclipse season, um, summer 2016, is just, it's such a new energy. It's such a fresh energy. It's a cardinal energy. It's a beautiful energy being Venus ruled. And I just want y'all to glean all you can um, in order to maximize not only this next this new moon and Libra season, the next couple of weeks until the full moon, the next six months until the full moon in Libra, but um, Definitely through uh, October 2017 while Jupiter is in Libra, okay? All right, Sunday, uh, with the moon will have gone void in Libra. As the, as the week starts on Sunday, 12 a.m. Central Time, uh, the moon is void. 12.43 a.m. Central Time, no, 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 up until uh, 12.43, the moon is in Libra. At at 12.43 on Sunday a.m. Central Time, the moon goes void in Libra when it opposes Uranus, okay? I had to slow that down real quick because I was reading it and saying it completely differently. Um, Sunday, oh, so it's void, you guys, for 14 hours, okay? Sunday pretty much all day until almost 3 p.m. Central the moon is void. So Sunday, you're not getting, the, you're not, no new date Sunday, at least not before 2.43 a.m. Central, um, 2.43 p.m. Central. Um, any social events you are doing on Sunday, it's with established friends and family. You're reviewing things. Um, overnight on Sunday, your rest should be more peaceful um, and a good time to get rid of anything. Find lost things and take stock and make to-do lists when, for when the moon finally does go into the new sign, which it does, 2.43 p.m. Central on Sunday, October the 2nd, the moon enters Scorpio, okay? So we've cleared the clutter, right, while the moon was in Virgo, and then while the moon was in Libra, we made amends. We 
softened. We were comforted. We, you know, we we were beautiful. We felt beautiful, and and beautiful things came out of us. And so now um, the moon enters Scorpio, where we're going to go deep. We're going to be emotionally satisfied to do the deep work. We've done the surface work. We've we've took taken all the clothes and the books and the clutter off the bed, right? So now that side of the bed is open and it's available and likely, you know, something happened where the universe responded and we, you know, got a phone number or something the next day, whatever it was, right? But now we're going deep. It's deeper than just cleaning off the clutter. It's getting beneath the surface and excavating the soul and the imagination. It's occult. Things are found here. Hidden and mysterious, secretive things are found in this area of space. So we're emotionally satisfied to do the research, to to investigate ourselves, okay, and others. Um, we're not really doing a lot of small talk, you know. So we're wanting to go deep, even with others um, that we're engaging with. Um, we want to get to the root causes of anything, the root causes of, you know, why we had the clutter on our bed for so long and what that really meant and, you know, what where else is there clutter that we can clean out. You know, it's psychological here in Scorpio, and we're very satisfied to deal with it, okay? So if you have kind of been putting off something or kind of skimming the surface on a very important issue as of Sunday afternoon, you won't be able to do that anymore. And if you do, it won't be emotionally satisfying for you to avoid fully healing any longer because that's the point. You dig deep and you cut it out. You gut it out. You gut out and cut out the cancer, right? So you can heal. Nobody wants to go into surgery and get cut on. But if it means your healing, your transformation here in Scorpio, if it means your rebirth, then it's an amazing wonderful thing. Uh, We could easily be fascinated with the darker side of life and ourselves under this energy. And um, like I always say, those doors entered, um, those doors marked enter at your own risk will be totally satisfied to walk through them at this time. Um, And Pluto, I always like to mention this because I think it's so important, especially the fact that Pluto just stationed direct that our power is most effective and on display when we are, you know, exuding that power from within ourselves. The best, Pluto is about transformation. Before you set up and try to change somebody else into a butterfly, the, the one of the highest things you can do is, is transform yourself from that caterpillar to a butterfly. It's so much more impactful. Pluto wants the best for all parties involved when it's vibrating on the highest level. It doesn't need to control, manipulate, um, or flex its power over anyone except itself. So under this influence, we could be emotionally satisfied to keep a secret or tell one, hopefully not, Um Unless it's, I've been uh, counsel, uh, consulting with somebody, somebody where, you know, telling someone's deep, dark secret may actually save their life um, when that when a person is harming themselves or putting themselves or others in harm's way, then that's a circumstance where telling a secret could be 
it could save a life. Um, another area of space where purging is a good idea. So we've already seen that here in our current week right now with the um, moon in Virgo, but when the moon's in Scorpio, that was on the level of like um, decluttering and getting organized. This is more on the level of um, releasing. Just like the very opposite of Scorpio, where the moon will be in the week ahead on uh, on October the second, the very opposite of Scorpio is Taurus, second house where we're collecting things. Okay, so this eighth house decluttering is like letting go, releasing, you know, detoxing, purging deeply, you know, getting all up in the even the. Okay, maybe in Virgo you decluttered and cleaned out your closet. You throw away things you didn't wear anymore and stuff like that. Okay. In this eighth house of going deep, like you're getting into the attic and the basement with it, not just the living areas. You're getting in the unseen, the hidden, the occult areas with it and and digging deep. Digging deep and digging out, gutting out, cutting out things that are not beneficial to you being a butterfly. What was beneficial to you as a caterpillar sliding around on that belly all up in that cocoon may not serve you when you got wings on your back and can go anywhere you want to go. No slithering on your belly necessary. So um, getting a deep tissue massage at this point, um, being emotionally available to go deep, to bond with someone, to be intimate is also potentials of this energy and how you could be satisfied to engage it on a higher level. Definitely avoid manipulative tactics, avoid suspiciousness, avoid jealousy, avoid obsession. If you feel those low vibrational Scorpio energies coming up, creeping up, I want you to remember, you are not no lowly caterpillar, no more sliding around on your belly. You're a butterfly, and you can choose to internalize that energy. You can choose to put that energy toward yourself. While you're sitting up obsessing and being jealous over somebody else, you could take that same energy that wants to research and investigate and be extreme and go deep, and you can... Get a psychological evaluation on your own self. Get to the bottom uh, and the motivations within your own self. Um, Uncovering your own power and ridding yourself, letting go. Come on, purging, detoxing, releasing there in that eighth house, Scorpio. Uh, Any old fears or limiting habits like obsessiveness and jealousy and all that stuff we tend to deal with here on this plane of awareness. Okay. Tuesday, October the 4th, Um, I didn't put this on the list. If you look in the episode information, the only um, transits you'll see in the week ahead is the Mars-Jupiter square on the 5th, Um, Mercury leaving the retrograde zone on the 6th, Mercury entering Libra on the 7th, and the Sun-Pluto square on the 7th. I'm mentioning these other um, aspect, transiting aspects in the week ahead, just so you, they're sextile, so they're not really major um, aspects, but they can be of benefit or help you energetically if you want to or need to access these energies, okay? So Tuesday, October the 4th, 11.59 a.m. Central, pretty much noon, um, 
the sun in Libra at 11 degrees, sextile Saturn in Sag at 11 degrees, okay? So this energy can bring, oh, yeah, shout out to myastrologycoach.com, the learn tab where you can find out so many things about aspects like sextiles um, in that information. And as well, shout out to Astrology King and... Uh, we don't have any horoscopes, I believe, in this particular week ahead, so we'll leave it there. Um, sun sextile Saturn, that's definitely bringing the strong work ethic, okay, the patience, the perseverance, um, the sense of duty and serious attitude that benefits us if we take advantage of the opportunity that the sextile brings. This would be an excellent time to make major headway in achieving whatever goals you have. Saturn's always going to bring the diligence and the hard part, smart work. And under the influence of sun sextile Saturn, we're determined to achieve practical results, and we're determined to do it right without mistakes. Um, If there's something that's difficult or serious that needs to be taken care of, here in the week ahead we can do it. And here on Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday, October 4th afternoon, it's going to be at its strongest or peak, okay, and getting stronger from now up until then. Um, so just get, get, you can be getting that in mind now as the energy is increasing or applying. Um, because of this alignment of the sextile between the sun and Saturn, an opportunity may arise for you to show your leadership qualities or to instruct another or others, okay? Um, Younger people, you could take on a Saturnian influence of the authority, the mentor, the parent, the, you know, authority figure, the elder. And so younger people could seek out your wisdom. It would be a good time also for you to seek out professional advice or that of your elders or mentors or parents, okay? Um, Under this influence, it would be very easy to earn others' respect and trust, especially those elders, mentors, teachers, parents, okay, because they see you being patient, exercising patience, right? They see you employing your strong work ethic and your perseverance and your serious attitude and your sense of duty and determination to achieve practical results and to do it right. Okay? So this is a, it's a, it's it's a, I normally I would have just skipped over and not even mentioned it, but we didn't have any major lunations here in the week ahead, so I thought, you know what? Let me offer some energetic help where and when we can get it. And I know I'm, I, for one, am delighted to see that we have access to something like this in the week ahead. It feels good to know that the hard heart, smart work does pay off. There, There's always going to be opportunities that arise. It may take a little while. It may take a couple of cycles. <laughs> but the time will come where, like under in this circumstance and case that recognition and advancement become really and highly possible, um, especially as it relates to your profession, your goals. The Sun and Saturn both give a hint towards that career advancement and life direction. Um, 
yeah, under an influence like this, you're not really relaxing and partying, um, especially with the moon in Scorpio. You're going to be really intense and powerful anyway, um, and you, you, you will be your most intense and powerful and emotionally satisfied to go ahead and pump out the hard, hard, smart work. It does pay off. Take it from some of the people who were born with Sun, Sex, South, Saturn in their chart. These people ex- these people tend to show the more expressive side of Saturn, okay? Sun is the self-expression. Um, so these people are more communicative, and they express their identity through leadership roles, through the Sun shining, their self-expression shining. And these people often take on, um, you know, great responsibility, and they receive a lot of recognition for it. Um, They tend to have assistance from their family, especially their father when they're young. And some celebrities born with this natal aspect and placement um, is our girl Riri Rihanna, Pharrell Williams, of the Neptunes, no less, and Janet Jackson, okay? So you can definitely relate some of these characteristics to some people like them that are born with the aspect. Um, Tuesday, same day, October the 4th, 8.04 p.m. Central, the moon sextiles Mercury and goes void for seven hours and 22 minutes. It goes void pretty much near the end of the night, Um so, once again, probably some really peaceful rest and sleep. Um, if you're feeling not really like sleeping because there's this really still strong energy of this Saturn sextile the sun making you want to be responsible and diligent and satisfied to work hard and do all this stuff, then it could just be a late night of finishing up some projects or stuff that's already started. You're not starting anything new in a void moon. Um, you know, editing, reviewing some things, and just, you know, being satisfied to do that for the next seven hours and 22 minutes until Wednesday, October the 5th, 3.26 a.m. Central, when the moon enters Sagittarius, a.k.a. Swagittarius. <laughs> so we've already gone through the these, you know, areas of space where the moon's moving through and we move out of Scorpio deep, sultry, secretive, seductive, mysterious, hidden occult-like Scorpio into Sagittarius where we want to go roaming. (laughs) We want to see what we can see. The Sagittarius model is I see or perceive. We want to perceive some things. We want to see some things. We want to expand. We want to see some things we ain't seen before. We want to, you know, experience some things firsthand. We don't want to talk about it. We want to be about it. We want to experience it. We're willing to take some risks. We want to get outdoors. We want to go for a walk. We want to be athletic and engage in sports. We want to be in motion, and we will likely feel restless if we feel stuck or restricted or confined. So um, Sag just wants to be free, man. Sag wants to be free. Sag wants the truth to to prevail. Sag is the truth (laughs) warrior, okay? So this may be here around this time next week, Wednesday, early rising when the moon enters Sag, and as it's there those few days, 
we are going to be emotionally satisfied to tell it like a T.I. is, okay? Matter-of-factly, with enthusiasm, you know, uh, passionately. Um, Sagittarius is a fire sign, so we're going to be passionate about the truth. But Sag, thank God, is adventurous and humorous, so it's not telling the truth to hurt your feelings. I mean, come on, I'm a Sag. <laughs> I've experienced other Sages, so I get it. It's not because they want to see you cry. It's not because they want to break you down to your lowest element and sweep you up under the rug. They, trust me, they want to keep things light and fun and humorous and adventurous. It is only because they don't know any other way but the truth way. They don't know any other way. Yes, there are all Sagittarius's lie. Everybody lies. It's not like they're capable of lying. They are just soldiers for truth within themselves and others. I promise you if they do lie, it likely, depending on the rest of their chart, it likely, likely eats them up, and they likely end up telling on themselves like I, like I have. <laughs> Even when I wanted to lie, I had to go back and tell what I knew and tell what I did. So, uh, you know, there's levels to that, too, because maybe as you grow in your super swagitariousness, um, you learn to simply, as opposed to lying, just keep your mouth shut. And I know that can be considered lying by omission, but, you know, to a Sagittarius, it may hurt worse to actually open up your mouth to lie, as opposed to just keep it to yourself. Because you know certain people can't handle it. I'm a Sag. I've come across people who literally have told me, don't tell them the truth. They don't want to hear it. Literally told me that. So that's why I say maybe you learn over time some of some of us Sagittarius is that it, because people have actually told me that sometimes it is better to just keep it to yourself. Trust me, if they need to know, It'll come, that that awareness and illumination. Thank God for full moons. (laughs) The awareness, the illumination, it will come. Um, While the moon is in Sagittarius as well, we we will be emotionally satisfied to see the big picture, okay, to take an aerial view, to rise above the pettiness and the BS towards a more positive um, higher learning, expanding, growth-oriented, advancing energy over, you know, um, being pigeonholed and, and, and tunnel-visioned and only seeing the details, the minute, the one thing at a time or, or one thing only. Uh, it'll be just the opposite during this time. Uh, we'll be satisfied to, you know, either learn something new or just philosophize with the people that we know about expanding and growth-oriented things. Um, We could be traveling or making plans for travel, be very emotionally satisfying to do that. Um, Being inspiring or being inspired is uh, is a thing that could pop up while Moon's in Sag. And um, just being light, watching, you know, funny videos or enjoying comedies, um, being outside, walking, riding horses. Horses are associated with Sagittarius. Um, Making love, you know, athletically, you know, throwing a new move in there. That's 
so saggy, um, or some strength and endurance training. Once again, this is a passionate, fiery energy. No, it is not Mars and Aries. No, it is not Sun and Leo. It's Jupiter and Sag. So, yes, it still wants to do something, um, but it wants to do something higher. It wants to do something, you know, that has a lesson in it, like experience, you know, just backpacking across another country. That's such a Sag thing to do. You don't have to physically go somewhere, but you would be emotionally satisfied to take off in some way. Um, and allowing your passions to kind of lead the way, okay? If it's sad, it's not going to be something deep and dark and demented. It's going to be higher. It's going to be something that's going to grow you. It's going to be something adventurous and fun more than likely. And it could be just that it could be something lucky too. Jupiter does rule luck. All right, also Wednesday, 4.22 p.m. Central, October the 5th, Venus sextiles Pluto, another sextile here at 14 degrees with Venus and Pluto. And so, you know, we've already had this, we're having, we're still experiencing Mercury trining Pluto. It uh, it already did it a few times, a couple of times this year, okay, and it involved, because of the Mercury retrograde, it happened more than once. And so that's the powerful mental activity, the powerful communication. And... um now with Venus in- interacting with Pluto, we're still talking about intensity and power, but we're incorporating it with so with love and money, okay? So companionship can easily turn into, like, so important that you're longing. Pluto's intense, and it's deep, and it's extreme, and it's obsessive. <laughs> so... It could show up that way. If you're single, you could totally become obsessed with somebody and not be able to get them out of your mind. Um, If you do experience a new romance during this time, um, it could really be a powerful one that changes your life. It could feel like a whirlwind experience. Um, if, If that option is not necessarily available to you right now, then definitely hanging out with friends, um, uh, intermingling in a group um, is going to uh, satisfy you, okay? Um, If you're in an existing relationship, it can elevate, it can escalate to a more profound and spiritual place, okay? Okay? And with Pluto ruling to what's taboo, it, could, it would be an opportunity if you want to in your current relationship to experiment with different uh, areas of you guys' sexuality. Uh, once again, Pluto does r- rule the mysterious and the hidden. So if there's an affair, that could be possible. Um, secret romances is likely to start under an influence like this as well. Okay. We're, uh, we, we're, around this time, we are all going to be wanting to experience friendship or love at a more deep and profound level, and those are just some of the ways it can manifest. Um, you could, there could come a reason to have cause for concern when it comes to your privacy since, you know, Pluto does govern the secret. Um 
you may there may be a reason to keep a relationship secret or uh you could want to uncover some secrets about your relationship um and those are all you know favored under this influence definitely if it's a love relationship though you're not you're going to have your investigative discovery glasses on and you're not going to stop until you discover um, the true feelings that this other person has or your, or even your true feelings. Now, if you were born with Venus sextile Pluto, then you, you, automat- you came here, okay, passionate about love and passionate about things that you love. Um, you're deeply involved in whatever it is that you have loving feelings associated with. Um, these people love giving love, and they love receiving love. Um, and these people are so obsessed with the with love that they 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 have hold very extreme views, like life being meaningless without it. Um, and so these people's lives revolve tend to revolve around love or money. Um, Venus representing both of them. So some celebrities with this alignment in their chart are John Coltrane, Barry White, and Jay Z. Okay. Also Wednesday, October the fifth, Mars squares Jupiter. Mars at five degree Capricorn, fresh into Capricorn, squaring Jupiter, fresh into Libra. Okay. Um, so Mars squared Jupiter, it, we are talking Mars here, so I want y'all to look for this potentially well before Wednesday, okay? Um, but this is, it should be good. It is, it is Jupiter after all that's squaring it. So I'm sure the only real caveat here is just to not go overboard and to moderate and balance your energies. But under this influence, the energy and the initiative to start new projects is available, to take the risks that are needed to achieve large-scale success is available. Um, okay. Just like I just got through saying about low vibrational moon being in Sagittarius and Jupiter rules Sagittarius, and sometimes you can have uh, Sages are known for foot-in-mouth syndrome. With all this margin energy giving you the impetus and the initiative and the willingness to take risks, um, as attractive as that energy can sound, if you are tactless and end up with your foot inserted in your mouth or a little coarse in your delivery, um, that could, of course, throw this off into a more low vibrational manifestation. So if you want to harness this energy in the highest vibration, um, make sure you employ a little strategy and a little thinking before speaking or doing, okay? Um, You're not really, I know Mars is going to want you to act rashly and not consider the consequences of your risk-taking and um, initiatives that you're starting. Uh, And you can feel like, you know, really brave and courageous with Mars energy, that you can take on anybody and anything if you're feeling threatened. But um, a more defensive approach is going to be best as as it relates, as opposed to an aggressive approach with Mars involved, okay? Don't let Jupiter impact Mars, the Mars energy in your life. 
to where you get the, the low end of Jupiter is self-righteousness, and you can get to feeling yourself and feeling like your stuff don't stink, especially while the moon is in Sag, and, and put your foot in your mouth or initiate something you're not fully prepared to handle. Okay, that's when Jupiter can go too far. Jupiter wants to always expand and go to step further, but I want you to focus on moderating that even though, um, you know, Jupiter is on tap for us. Um, in this particular aspect, um, you just, you don't want to provoke. You don't want to go on the attack. Um, if you do, once again, with Mars, you could have accidents. You could have Incidents of violence and injuries, um, especially around the head and face, that um, Aries rules. So, you know, choose those fights carefully, hopefully with the new moon and Libra energy, you know, and, and it the, Jupiter in Libra being involved in this very alignment, you can find some moderation in compromising, in being more tactful and diplomatic. I know Mars in Capricorn, it, Mars is exalted in Capricorn. It's, it's the best place for Mars to be. And so if anything, allow the Jupiter and Libra energy that's been benefit, benefiting our relationships to help us to turn a corner. It is a square Mars is making with Jupiter. So there is an opportunity to turn a corner, do something that in a way you don't normally do it. And so um, it doesn't have to be all bad. Um, You're going to feel pumped up. You're going to feel passionate and enthusiastic. The moon's already in Sag for crying out loud. But you've got to moderate that energy, okay, because you can burn out. You can get yourself hurt, and you can just, you know, become emotionally and physically exhausted. Now, people who were born with Mars square Jupiter in their chart actually tend to express it in a more positive influence um, through plenty of energy, plenty of courage, plenty of enthusiasm, plenty of sexual attractiveness, um, plenty of strength. but th- these people still need a creative or a physical outlet. Otherwise, they're going to feel restless. The energy is going to build up, and they could easily, these people could easily end up in, uh, end up displaying rash or aggressive behavior or actions, okay? Some celebrities born with Mer- Mars square Jupiter in their chart are um, – Nat King Cole, Chuck Berry, Duke Ellington, John Coltrane. Look at all these masters um, that, you know, gave themselves, allowed themselves to have a creative outlet so they wouldn't be restless and allow some negative energy to build up. Um, Jaden Smith was born under this influence as well as Bobby Christina Brown, okay? Um, and then Mercury leaves the zone the very next day, Thursday, October the 6th, 1.19 p.m. Central. Mercury leaves the zone at 29 degrees Virgo. That's why it literally on the cusp and enters um, Libra the next day. Uh, but definitely um, 
areas of life that we focused on, you know, that was significant, especially that has the mercurial, you know, communications we focused on while Mercury was retrograde, um, any movements and paperwork and stuff we were focused on, any communications, um, then they, they're they being worked on even now while Mercury's in the zone, Um you know, once Mercury leaves the zone here in our week ahead, we're moving into new things, new territory. Uh, but some of the aspects that were associated with the Mercury direct chart were, of course, I've already discussed it, the Mercury trine Pluto, the power of penetration at the mental level that we um, have been applying to planning and education matters, business matters that started um, during Mercury retrograde. And the Mercury Trine Pluto has also been having a profound influence on our relationships, uh, either marking the beginning or the end of karmic friendships um, and partnerships. And our thinking has been taken to a deeper level. Additionally, at the on, in the chart of Mercury stationing direct, we have um, Moon squaring Mercury. Okay, and so this is where you've probably been noticing. Um, internal battles between heart and head, kind of like I just said, where we're, especially with this Libra energy, we're having to kind of release some of these emotional attachments. But while we're having to release them, we still have been experiencing some moodiness, the moodiness that's causing the squabbles, that's stemming from that very internal battle. These emotional biases are are what's influencing our thoughts and the intellectual reasoning. See, we can let the emotions influence the 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 heart influence the head, or we can let the head influence the heart. And we can let the head influence the heart by intellectually reasoning and that influencing how we feel about a person or issue. Okay. We can take a critical look with Moon Square Mercury at both sides as we perfect our ideas. You may not come to a final conclusion right now, but you can get closer if you take your emotions out of it, look intellectually reason, and think critically on both sides. All this energy in Libra, we're being, it's favored for us to take a look at both sides, okay? That's going to help us come to our decisions, okay? Friday, October the 7th, 1.26 a.m., the moon trines Uranus and goes void for 14 hours and 14 minutes. So that's 1.26 a.m. The moon does not enter the next sign until Friday, 3.40 p.m., Okay, so early rising Friday up until um, late afternoon on Friday when the moon enters Capricorn, all right? And I will leave it there for now with the moon going void there Friday afternoon. You know we'll have um, time here in next week's show to pick up where we left off um, before we actually get to Friday. And I'll give you all some horoscopes for Mercury entering Libra at that time. Once again, even more emphasis 
being placed, Mercury, in this Libran area of space that is going to encourage us to resolve issues, to to overcome our differences, to to speak our truth and not sugarcoat things and, and think that if we don't rock the boat, it'll be better. Sometimes the boat needs to get rocked to balance the stuff out. So I'll leave it at that for now. I see you listeners. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for supporting me. Thank you for the Astro Love Gifts. Thank you for subscribing, and thank you for um, staying connected to Inner Peace Lighthouse as well. I love you, Ashe, Amin Ra. Talk to y'all next week. Peace. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.